0: Today on this edition of the Forest City Church Podcast, campus pastor Trevor McDonald continues the Sunday school series with a message titled, Stuck in a Storm. Hey, welcome to Forest City. Today we are continuing our Sunday school series, and we are talking about the story where Jesus calms the storm. If you're unfamiliar, it is found in the Synoptic Gospels, which is Matthew, Mark, and Luke. I'm going to pull it out of Mark chapter 4. Uh, verse 35 through 41. If you have a Bible, then pull out your Bible. If you don't, then you can use your phone. Uh, They have apps for that now. Uh, If not, we have these two screens, and you can read along that way. How's it sound? We good? We need a little energy in the room, guys. Here we go. Jesus calms the storm. Okay, Mark 4, 35 through 41. Let's read it together. On that day, when when evening had come, Jesus said to his disciples, let us go across to the other side. And leaving the crowd, they took him with them in the boat just as he was. And other boats were with him. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves were breaking into the boat so that the boat was already filling. But Jesus was in the stern asleep on the cushion. It's great. Jesus gets a nap while we're all out here fighting the storm. And they awoke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Translation, we're dying and we're drowning. Do you not care? This is the seriousness of the situation, right? And he awoke and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. Verse 40 says, Jesus said to them, Why are you so afraid? Have you still no faith? And they were filled with great fear, and they said to one another, Who then is this? That even the wind and the sea obey him. Today, we're gonna to look into this idea of what it looks like when you're stuck in a storm, you feel like you're stuck in a storm. How do you stay focused on Jesus? You feel like you're stuck in a storm, maybe even today, you feel like you're stuck in a storm, how do you keep your focus on the person of Jesus? Let's pray together. God, thank you so much for today. Thank you for the story that we can look at and we can read and we can begin to see so many different truths and things that we can pull out to, um, to really apply to our lives, but ultimately we can point our, our sights upon who you are and all the things that you're doing uh, in our lives and in the world That we are in today. So, God, I pray you would speak to us that even as the story says, that peace would be in this room, that peace would be over over our minds and our hearts as we walk out of this room today. In Jesus' name, everyone said, Amen. Amen. A few years ago, uh, when I and my family lived in South Carolina, uh, I took a boy trip with my oldest son, Parker. And I was really excited, this is like our first like, trip, just him and I, and we're going to drive down to Atlanta, Georgia, Georgia, which was about three hours from where we lived, and we're going to take a road trip. And on road trips, what you need is you need road trip snacks. We call them road, uh, road trip snacks. We call them road snacks. Is that right? Good. Okay. You guys are with me. So we had to get road trip snacks. Uh, if you know anything about road trips, so you got to like load up with the right stuff. So uh, me and Parker, we're all excited. I got the hotel booked. We're going to hang out there for a day, stay the night, and then come back the next day. It was a quick trip, but I was excited because it was like our first one. We were pumped about it, and he was excited. So we go to the local gas station first. You get all the road snacks. You need these, and he's all excited. He's like, can we get anything? I was like, well, you know, reasonably, you can get whatever you want, but you don't want to get too much because then you're going to get sick and then you're going to throw up in my car and then it's going to be a terrible trip. So, we don't want that to happen. So, we get like a slushie and we get, you know, some some snacks for the trips. So we get down there and eventually we get to the hotel. We check into the hotel. He's excited about the hotel. He's like, hey, Dad, is this all ours? It's like, yeah, the one room with the tiny bathroom, it's ours. The whole thing, the 200 square feet, it's, it's ours, buddy. We can, we can do whatever we want in this little tiny space. So then we go out, we go to like Olympic Park, we do this Ferris wheel, we have a good time hanging out together. And then that night we get dinner. Then later we get like room service and we get pizza and burgers and we watch a movie on my iPad in our bed. And the next morning, wake up, get breakfast and we hit the road. As we're driving home, we're going up uh, Interstate 85 back to where we lived. And wouldn't you know, we ran into uh, traffic. We were stuck in a what? Traffic jam. Who loves traffic jams? These are great, right? Aren't they Awesome. Did someone actually put their hand up? Was that real? <laughs> They're like, actually, if I could get stuck in one every day, that'd be awesome. No. No one likes the traffic jam. So then Parker's like asking me, he's like, hey, Dad, what's going on? I said, I, son, I don't know what's happening. We're, we're just stuck. We're bumper to bumper. We're just inching along here on the road. And as I'm like kind of looking up the highway, I'm realizing it was an accident. So I'm like, okay, well, it might be a while. No big deal. So as we're kind of trucking along, we're kind of pacing, making, you know, making our way. Then I begin to ask myself, I wonder if the accident was on our side or was it on the other side? Because now I'm seeing the other side of the highway, they're backed up too. And as they get closer, wouldn't you know it, I look over and the accident wasn't at all on my side of the highway. It all was on that side. There's no tow trucks on my side. There's no debris. There's no cars, nothing. The reason why we are stuck in a traffic jam because everybody was focused on what's happening over there. And they're not focused on what's ahead of them. And I think in the same way, in my own life, I have found that I have an open road in front of me, yet I'm so distracted by all the different things on my left and my right that I continue to look at what's happening in that person's life or what's happening over on that side, in a sense. And I'm missing out on what's ahead of me. I'm missing out on what maybe I have planned or what is planned for my life that's in front of me. And I look at this story in Mark chapter 4, verse 35. Jesus tells his disciples, Let us go across to the other side. And then what happens? They get stuck in this massive storm. Why did they get stuck in a storm? Because they were following Jesus. Did you catch it? Look, on that day when evening had come, they said to them, let us go across to the other side. Jesus' disciples got caught in a storm because they were following Jesus. And then when they're in the storm, all hell breaks loose and they're like, hey, how did we get here? Like, have you ever been there where it feels like you're doing exactly what you're supposed to do? You're following what maybe the Holy Spirit is telling you to do. And then you find yourself stuck in a storm. And you're like, whoa, 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 wait, how did this happen? And we keep looking at all the other different things that are taking place in our world. And yet Jesus is the one that said, let us go across to the other side. So I'm in this storm because you told me to get in this boat and go to the other side. And I think in the same way with our own lives, sometimes we get in these predicaments where we are in a storm of life in a sense, and we're wondering what in the world is going on. How in the world did I find myself in this circumstance and in this situation? I thought I was doing exactly what he was telling me to do. In disciples, in verse 38, as Jesus, by the way, is sleeping, that's a really cool savior, right? It's like, hey, in the middle of my chaos, you're sleeping. I'm dying, you're sleeping, <laughs> And they wake him up and they say, hey, don't you care that we're perishing? Don't you care that we're drowning? Do you not care that we are about to die in the middle of the chaotic situation that these disciples find themselves in? They wake Jesus up and they lose their focus because it was him that said, let's go across. Let's get in the boat. We're going to make it. And they lose their focus on all the different things that are going on. They say, hey, don't you care? And it, tell, it tells me a couple things. One, that you and I can actually be really honest with God. The disciples are in this moment where they obviously lose their focus. It happens in our lives. It happens in my life nearly every day where I forget what God has said or forget what God has prompted me to do. And then I lose my focus. And then I'm saying, hey, don't you care that all hell's breaking loose in my life, that all these different things aren't going the way that I wanted them to go? Do you not see that I need your help? are you sleeping again? Like anybody else feels like, man, sometimes it feels like Jesus is just taking too many naps in my life. I could use them to help me out. And this is where we find these disciples. They're saying, hey, don't you care? Don't you care that I'm in this storm? Don't you care that it feels like I'm drowning? And then Jesus says, peace be still. And it's all calm, right? This is what I've learned in my life. When Jesus asks you to do something, he says, hey, let us go across to the other side. He's the one that said it. I find myself in a storm. And here's what I want to encourage you today. So I found out in my own life that just because you find yourself in a storm doesn't necessarily mean you're outside of God's plan for your life. Just because you find yourself in a storm, in a difficult season, in a hard time, it does not necessarily mean you are outside of God's purpose and plan for your life. You may find yourself in a difficult season and a storm of life in a sense, because God, just like in the disciples, he's saying to him in verse 40, says, hey, do you not trust me? Where is your faith? Have you not put your trust in me yet? You're in this storm so that you would begin to realize your faith and your trust need to be strengthened and stretched. This is why we experience these things. Ultimately, it's the theme of the Gospel of Mark. Mark is writing in his Gospel, all 16 chapters, he's consistently writing, Jesus is consistently speaking to his disciples for them to understand who he is, that he is trustworthy, and he's worth putting your faith in. And that's what this story is about. These disciples in a boat, following Jesus, find themselves in a storm, losing their minds, and Jesus is like, hey, hey, I'm trying to get you to understand your trust is in me. Put your trust in me. The the main emphasis of this, that when your trust and your faith is being stretched and strengthened and pulled in all these different directions is that you and I can actually experience peace in the middle of chaos. When chaotic times happen, you and I, because of Jesus, can sit in a moment of actual peace and tranquility because he said, let us go to the other side. Will you experience the storms of life? Jesus even says it. In this life, you will have trouble, yet take heart, I've overcome the world, right? The emphasis of this story, if we zoom out 30,000 feet from a theological standpoint, it's Jesus uh, helping us, the reader, to see the divinity of who he is, meaning that he is God Almighty and he controls the wind, the waves, and everything around it. It's pointing that he is trustworthy and that his character is good. Even in the midst of trouble and hardship and heartache and pain that you and I go through and we experience, he can be trusted. That is what this story is speaking to you and to me. That in the middle of these times, and we're saying, hey, don't you care? Jesus is saying, hey, put your trust in me and me alone. If I said we're going to the other side, we will get there. Whatever you have to face in the middle of it, continue to put your trust in me, Amen. Here's a couple uh, real practical tools I wanna give us today, some practical handles. And I hope this stuff helps because it's helped me tremendously when it comes to these seasons of life that we experience. So if you're taking notes, great. If you're not, I'm not gonna be hurt by it. I'll just judge you from up here on the stage. But point one, thought one is this, is you and I, when it comes to going through storms of life, how do we keep our focus on the person of Jesus? Point one is you and I need a hype song. Oh yeah, you heard me. You need a hype song. It's like a couple of months ago, we went to a baseball game, a Cubs Brewers game, and every time a batter went up, there was a song that played. Like the batter chooses their own hype song to get them all like hyped up. So then they go up and they hit, you know, if it's a Cubs, strike after strike, but that's fine. They're still hyped about it. They're, still, they're excited, right? So you need a hype song. A few years ago, I was playing uh, pickup basketball with a bunch of friends of mine, and uh, after we were done playing for a couple hours, uh, a buddy of mine needed a ride. So I was like, no problem, I'll take you home. And he gets in my car. As I get in my car and I turn my car on, my Bluetooth from my phone connects to my car and the volume is at like a thousand. And the song, this is a true story, Bye 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 by NSYNC comes on. If you don't know the song, this is Bye 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 by NSYNC. It's my favorite boy band. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's Okay, so don't judge me. That that's, that's true story, this is exactly what came on. and And... God honest truth, I don't remember if I was listening to it as I was rolling up to the gym or not. Don't judge me. All right, listen, I for real, <laughs> I was like, was I listening to that as I got to the gym? Like I was alone in my car getting all hyped and ready to hoop, playing bye-bye-bye by NSYNC. Is that a truth? Like that really happened? So as I'm sitting there, my friend, my friend that I was taking home looks at me, he's like, bro, is this like your hype song? I'm like, yeah, so what if it is? Like, it's bye-bye-bye, In sync. Who doesn't listen to that before they go play basketball with a bunch of friends, right? <laughs> the purpose of what I'm saying is this, for you and for me, when it comes to this idea of staying focused on Jesus in the middle of all the chaos and storms so you and I can stay in pieces, you and I need a hype song. It may actually be a real song or maybe a scripture or a quote or something that you continue to keep yourself centered on the person of Jesus. A couple of years ago in 2014, Uh, after we had our son Parker in 2012, my wife uh, experienced a miscarriage. And in that season that we were kind of fighting and figuring out all the stuff that's going on, she legit had a hype song, like something that kept her focused for like months. It was on her phone, it was in her car, and she kept that thing on repeat over and over and over again so that she would keep her eyes on Jesus, so that peace would stay in here, Jesus is the prince of peace. He's not only the God who gives peace, he's the God of peace. So in the midst of chaos, your focus is on him. Your focus is to keep peace. So you and I need a hype song. It may be some scriptures. Here's a few that I will read to remind me of who he is. Be strong and courageous, Deuteronomy 31, six. Do not fear or be in dread of them for it is the Lord your God who goes with you. He will not leave you, or forsake you. And Isaiah 41.10 says, fear not for I am with you. What a great reminder, right? Be not dismayed for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Here's a couple of quotes from Epictetus, a Stoic philosopher says, the more we value things outside our control, the less control we have. The more we keep all of our focus and all the stuff happening around us, we actually lose control on the inside, right? Viktor Frankl, the author of Man's Search for Meaning, says, when we are no longer able to change a situation, we're challenged to change ourselves. I love that. Because I think we spend all this energy and all this time, all this emotion trying to change all the stuff around us. And maybe, just maybe, may I suggest, you're actually the one that needs to change. I'm the one that needs a change. I will get so worked up about all the different things that are happening around me, realizing maybe I have to actually work on me, right? I can't change all the stuff around me. I can only change what takes place in here. And when it comes to these storms, these situations in life, having that hype song or having that hype scripture, that thing that just keeps you laser focused on the person of Jesus, I think is monumental when it comes to us experiencing peace. Number two is this. One is what? Have a what? Have a hype song. Number two is simply protect what's most important or protect what's valuable. Proverbs 4.23 says this, guard your heart with all vigilance, like whatever it takes, guard that thing, for it flows the wellspring of life. Guarding what's most important is so incredibly valuable when you're facing hardships and storms when it comes to your life. If you want to experience peace, you got to guard this thing. I was having coffee with a friend of mine. And as we're like sitting there, having a good time, we're talking, a torrential downpour takes place uh, uh, outside. And I'm thinking like, well, I have to get to this other appointment, but eventually the rain's gonna stop. So I'll just kind of wait it out, no problem. Realizing it's not gonna stop raining. So we're sitting there, I have to wrap this up. I go to the like coffee shop lobby and I'm sitting there, I'm staring at the rain, I'm staring at how far my car is that I gotta like run out there to. And I'm like, I don't wanna get caught in the rain. You might be thinking, this isn't that hard, Trev. You just run. Are you scared of water? No, I'm not scared of water. But I had a brand new pair of suede Chelsea boot shoes on. Suede. You know what water does to suede? Ruins them. So I'm sitting there, no joke, I'm in this lobby, and I'm like, if I run out there, these boots are going to be ruined forever. I just got them. These are brand new shoes. And then I'm like looking at no joke, there's three guys in this little lobby, real men, by the way, there's construction workers, because they had to wait out the rain, so they came inside. And they're looking at me like, what's wrong with you? I'm like, what's wrong with you? So what if I want to wait out the rain? But I'm late to this meeting and it's not stopping. So what do you think I did? I took those boots right off and my socks, I shoved them under my shirt, then I ran in my car covered it up. I protected it. Why? Because they were valuable to me. These things are important. I got in my car, shut the door. I'm soaked, but I took out these boots and I was like, whoo, they're good. They're good. Listen, friends, when it comes to going through hardships and tough seasons and tough times, this idea of protecting what's of value to you, the most important things your heart and your mind doing whatever it takes to guard that stuff, you may find yourself stuck in a storm and you're raining, but that thing, I'm not gonna let that thing get messed up. Philippians 4 puts it like this. It says, do not be anxious about anything. That's hard. (laughs) Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God and the peace of God. Which transcends all understanding. Well, what? Guard your heart and your minds in Christ Jesus. Friends, there's never a day I wake up and I'm like, I really hope I have no peace today. <laughs> in a time that we are living in, what we need more than anything is peace. True, God-centered peace. And yet we have this responsibility to make sure that I'm protecting what's the most valuable to me and this is my mind and my heart so I'm not swayed by all the storms and all the different things are going on so I don't find myself in the boats of life and the storms of life saying, hey, what's going on here? What's happening? Do you not care? Now it's okay to have those honest moments with God. I think we should. But I gotta make sure I'm guarding with all that it takes to make sure this thing doesn't get corrupted or my mind doesn't go off in so many different directions that I am guarding what's most important keeping the focus on the person of Jesus, keeping my focus on having peace. What does it look like for you to experience peace? Here's some really, really practical things that I wrote down that I thought would be of value to you as they have been of value to me. Maybe for some of us, we need to limit our time on social media. Simple, practical steps. Limit our time on Facebook or Instagram or TikTok, whatever it may be, you just limit your time. Or perhaps you just delete the app altogether from your device for a little while because you know it doesn't do well for your soul, it doesn't do well for your mind or for your heart. So you gotta remove it for a little bit. For some of us, we may have to limit our time on how often we watch the news. I'm not saying the news is bad. Don't quote me on that one. But a lot of us, we just watch it on repeat over and over and over again and we wonder why we're so anxious and so stressed out. Man, why am I so anxious? What are you putting in? Are you covering this thing? Are you guarding this thing? Are you guarding your heart? Are you guarding your mind? Because in the middle of chaos, in the middle of storms, when you and I want to experience peace, it matters what you take in. So limit how much time you're watching what's taking place. Trusting God with the rest. Maybe don't watch news before you go to bed. Maybe you're having these sleepless nights because you're so overwhelmed and anxious because of what you just watched. This is real. So shut it off. Another simple, real practical thing, I know this is blowing everyone's mind, is have a nighttime routine. Have a time you go to bed. Because you and I are preparing for the next better day, or you're preparing your soul to be in the right spot, your heart and your mind to be in the right spot, so that you and I, of agents, of of Christ in this space and in this world, I'm telling you, there are more people that are not at peace that say, I follow Jesus. That weirds me out. We're supposed to be people that experience the peace of God that transcends all understanding, and yet we're freaking out about nearly everything? That just got a little bit real, so okay, let that settle. I wanna have peace. Peace. What am I doing to make sure I'm experiencing peace? What am I eliminating so that I can have more peace? Ask yourself, is this essential right now in my life? Is it essential for me to respond to every single text message that comes in and take every single call from work? Maybe it's not. If it's busting some peace, keep your eyes locked and focused on Jesus in the middle of these storms of life that we're going through so that my heart and my mind is protected. There's a season of life where my wife and I were working at a place and it was one of the most difficult stretches of time. And every time I'd leave work, it was like a 30-minute drive to where our house was. And the decision that I made was when I pulled into the garage on that 30-minute drive. First, I was like trying to get out all the stuff that was going on, right? I get in the garage and I take my phone and I would put it in a box in the garage before I walked in my house. I wouldn't do this perfectly every day, but here's the reason, here's the purpose of why I did that. I'd put it in this box so I never would bring my phone into my house so that all my attention would be on my wife and my two boys. I didn't want to be distracted by a text, a phone call, an email, a post, nothing. In that season, I need to make sure I did everything to guard my heart and my mind so I would keep it in the garage until my kids were in bed. I'd go back and get it. Was I perfect when I got in the house? No, that's not the point. The point is, what do I need to do to make sure that I'm focused on the person of Jesus in the middle of the storms of the life that I experience? I want to be at peace. I want to make sure my faith and my trust is constantly focused on the person of Jesus. For some of us, maybe it's simple like read more or journal, shut off everything, go take a walk, real practical things that you and I have to face and make decisions on. If, if you're saying, hey, I wanna be a, be a person of peace, then we begin to make these decisions. Let's revisit some of the three, the three things that I really want us to focus on is this. For some of us in the room, I wanna encourage you. What I found most importantly in my life is that just because you find yourself in a storm does not necessarily mean you're outside of God's purpose and plan for your life. So I think sometimes when we get into hard situations, we begin to doubt ourselves, we begin to doubt God, we begin to doubt others, we finger point, we become upset and overwhelmed and anxious. But just because you find yourself in the middle of a storm does not necessarily mean you're outside of God's purpose and plan for your life. The disciples were following Jesus. They found themselves in a storm because why? They're following Jesus. The two practical things is, Get yourself a hype song. Whether it is a song, whether it's something you put on repeat or whether it's a verse that you write down and you put it on your mirror in your bathroom or you physically run it out or you print it out at work and you read it right before you go into that job or go into your school or go into that meeting, whatever it is, what do you need to do to keep you laser focused? The hype song of this time, the narrative that you need to continue to read and repeat over and over that you are focused on Jesus, the one who brings peace in the middle of your storms. And number two, the last thing, the last practical thing is this, is that protect what's of most value to you. Protect your heart and your mind. What are the steps that you and I need to take? What is essential and what needs to be eliminated so that in this season, in this time, I'm experiencing the peace of God. My eyes are laser focused on Him. Amen. Amen? Why do you guys stand with me? I'm going to read this last scripture, then we go into this song. Listen to this. this is, these are the words of Jesus in Matthew chapter 11, 28 through 30 in the message translation. I love this. I hope this encourages you today. Jesus says simply this, are you tired? <laughs> oh man, are you tired? No. You're not? Oh I don't know about you, I don't know what you all you're all drinking. Life, I feel tired, man. Are you tired? You're worn out? Burnt out on religion? Jesus says, come to me, get away with me, and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. He says, walk with me and work with me and watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me, and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. The words of Jesus, come to me. If you feel burnt out, feel tired, worn out, walk with me. Work with me, and watch how I do it. I love it because we live in a time where I just feel like people are so overwhelmed with so, much diff- so many different things. And Jesus keeps it so practical and simple for you and for me to see this in Matthew chapter 11. Maybe that's the verse you got to read every single day. Maybe that's your hype verse. It says, hey, 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 hey I, I know things aren't going the way you want them to. I know things seem a little chaotic, but come to me. Keep company with me. Stay laser focused on me. Walk with me. Work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. Amen. Let me pray for you, and we'll go into this song together. Jesus, thank you for this verse, that we would come to you, that we would learn the unforced rhythms of grace, that we would know that in the midst of chaos and the situations of life that we're going through, that just because we find ourselves in these storms doesn't necessarily mean that we are outside of your plane. It may mean because we are actually following you. There's something that you're trying to teach us so we can learn what it looks like to experience true peace, to experience a rest that is found in you. So I thank you for my friends today as they listen to this song and they begin to reflect on what you're saying in your word that maybe for them, they're experiencing some tough times and hardships. I pray that every single person in this room would experience peace that's found in you We love you. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. You've been listening to Trevor McDonald with Part 5 of the Sunday School Series at Forest City Church. Thanks for listening.